0: It can't be that time of the week again. It is, it's the Bad Boy Running Podcast with your hosts Jody Rainsford and David Hellard. It's David Hellard and Jodie Rainsford.
1: <laughs> Where's your voice? Where's your voice? We're boxing! We're boxing!
0: Let's get ready to rumble! <laughs> I was trying to make that sound more WrestleMania. It was good. Oh, it was good, wasn't it? I was quite quite pleased with myself, especially how I held
1: that note. I actually recently watched some wrestling videos online. Is it res- which one's WrestleMania? Oh,
0: wait, is that like the o-
1: the Olympics? <laughs> I don't think you can get WrestleMania and the Olympics mixed up. But in t- is is WrestleMania because my dance team we had a dance match of reunion last week, yeah. and we all we typically would have. You'd, you'd have league matches that you'd be playing against other teams, but then we'd come together to have our own internal games, and they would always be darts, as always wrestling themed. So we had King of the Ring. Oh, I uh, see what
0: you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, WrestleMania is the is the Olympics. Of course, it is. Yeah, it's the Olympics. Okay. Yes, oh, so absolutely. What's, so what's
1: King of the Ring? Because we had Lord of the Board.
0: So King of the Ring. These were those are like. Um, almost like seasonal sub but they're still big matches but there's someone because they wwe's like split into different brands or at least it was when okay. i was when i was still covering
1: it yeah so um because yeah. there's one where every two minutes someone else would come in and join the fight
0: oh that's it that was uh oh, do you know what i can't remember the names of all the things but it's they're, at royal they're, Rumble. They're, so yeah, so that royal rumble summer slam they had a load of other ones um Oh, I can't remember what they were.
1: Because I was I was looking something, I can't remember, I was looking another video up, and it starts this one wrestling match, which was amazing. It started with about 30 people in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> and they just go crazy. It's like a Game of Thrones scene. And they all just go mental. And I think if you get thrown out, that's it. Oh. That's, how you, that's how you're That's how you eliminated. But everything else is...
0: Oh, they choreographed. is amazing. I mean, I... Have you ever been have you ever been to see like a, one of those wrestling matches for real?
1: I mean, I I used to some of our, our school ground fights were pretty intense. In fact, my friend Inyang, he was obsessed with WWF, so he used to practice on everyone, all the, the pile drives and different moves. So in a way, yes. But in, in another way In
0: another yeah. way, no, I've never seen anything. It's <laughs> funny is it when it changed from WWF to WWE. So have you been? I've been to WrestleMania five times. <laughs>
1: Wow. Were you the guy in the pants at the beginning? That they're like, who's going to win? This guy you've never seen before in normal pants or the ultimate warrior?
0: No, no. The Million, million Dollar Man. I was one uh, recently at a marketing event. I was speaking yeah. and I was introduced as Million Dollar Man. And I came out to the Million Dollar Man's music, theme music. So I came out to a, a wrestling theme.
1: So, did everyone there think you were a millionaire?
0: Everyone was going, we're, We don't understand any of this wrestling stuff. It makes no <laughs> sense whatsoever. Why is this person coming out to this weird cackling music? Yes. Brilliant. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, anyway, anyway, how are you? It's a good intro. It's already got, got us completely off track.
0: Well, we're still, we're still talking sort of. Actually, there's probably more running involved, more sport talk involved in WrestleMania than there is in a normal episode of Bad Boy Running. So.
1: That's true because they, they often run round the actual stadium. And then, it, it, I mean, the, the number of times it gets out of the ring and they're just chasing each other, it's quite often. I don't I
0: know think, what you, you're thinking of
1: Benny Hill. That's not WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, which has better acting? It's hard to say.
0: <laughs> but anyway, what, sped up that would be pretty awesome actually sped up um res- uh, sped up wwe to the to the music of, of benny hill in fact, <laughs> in fact pretty much any sport would be better sped up to the music of uh benny hill
1: yeah that would be amazing actually that would be especially as wwe has the, the women that come in as well so it it's probably truer to a benny hill sketch the than, divas yeah but it's a, an a, I reckon a triathlon set to Benny Hill music would be pretty entertaining. Most In my head, every time
0: I see someone doing a triathlon, it is pretty much set to Benny Hill theme anyway. That or Steptoe and Son. I can't think
1: of the tune for that. But, uh,
0: ding, ding, ha- ding, 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 Actually, that's more of oh, ultra pace.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the plodding. So have you been ultraing yourself these, uh, this last week? <laughs>
0: Oh, what a segue. So, you're so funny, aren't you? You're so funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, enough about all my running exploits. What about you? How have you been no, going So
1: are you still out then? Is, is the injury still lingering?
0: Actually, I've had a period of about two weeks yeah. when I haven't had that injury. I haven't, haven't felt any pain. And that's okay. because I've had tonsillitis instead. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So if you go out and someone just punches you really hard on the arm, then you'll be able to run through the I pain.
0: Do. It's weird, that isn't it? I got, the, I have I have like pain. You, you you get an infection somewhere, and then it takes all the pain away from an area that, that generally hurts. And then as soon as like I, my tonsillitis is, uh, is I not say it's been cured, but it's gone. The pain comes back.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, so You weren't healed. You were just. I, would, I, 10, I should
0: have got out. I should got out and done a few ultras while I had tonsillitis. <laughs> that would
1: have been the key. Is that why you've been kissing so many girls? Because you're you're desperate to get tonsillitis again.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Girls, boys, whatever.
1: In fact, in fact, I was anticipating this, and I've recently read about a um, this new organisation that I thought oh, given. That lovely Libby is now stepping in as the runner in your family. Yeah, she could get involved. It's called uh, "This Mum Runs." You heard of it?
0: No. This sounds. What's that look. Like? It's so, Why it's do just, you look so dejected? Like, is this sound one in a long line of? Is this like a one-person movement or something? What is it? What is it? I think it. It's fact, always some variation on a girl. Some some girl running, some fat person running, some. <laughs> Angry person running, or yeah, there's always something
1: running. which one's the angry one? I want to hear the angry <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's one. That's how wouldn't one. you run, isn't it?
0: <laughs> angry man running,
1: <laughs> angry man. that would be such a good just running along, ah, <laughs> ah. <laughs> especially the strawberry milkshake combination. With that would be <laughs> incredible. That would be Benny Hill. Oh, no, it, it didn't start. I was, I was reading about it, and yeah, I get the I get a little bit fatigued by all the, the worthiness, fake worthiness out there. Um, I get,
0: yeah, I get it. I get totally fatigued by other people um, having some of the spotlight on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not right. It's Why? not fair. If, if people are looking at this. They're not looking at us. What the
1: hell? <laughs> For this one, I, I was reading about it because it, it came up in an advert, actually. I think they're they're raising on a Cedars website of some sort. And she started off as someone – I, I read her little kind of background. It said that she was really sporty at university and leaving university. But then since she had a kid, she just found it impossible to find time to actually to do sport. And so she posted on Facebook saying, I'm going to run at 8 o'clock at night in this park. Um, come along if you're another mum. And something like 67 mums turned up. I mean, I'm a bit skeptical about that number. Because, um, I mean, even with all our organization of the park run stuff, we've got about four people. <laughs> so she's, she's either friends with everyone or else maybe she organized it at a time when there just happened to be a lot of mums there. But it, it's, it's then it's become quite an impressive movement. She, she has kind of 300 people turn up and they go for – I think what's different is it's very time-specific where it's times that mums can actually run. And so she's applied to Sports England to get funding for some of the mums to become coaches because right. they want to keep it, you know, quite a nice, they, want, they think it, it makes a big difference to have mums trained by mums rather than having some coach coming in who they can't really empathize with in the same way. And it now looks like it's expanding across the UK. So I reckon Libby should become a mum for, for this mum runs.
0: It's funny, isn't it? Because this really goes back to us talking about running clubs. I mean, how you've got all running clubs out there and, yeah, yeah. and they don't start at a sensible time. They start at like seven o'clock or something. It's like, and even actually, this is the thing that Libby found, um, like personal trainers and outdoor fitness things and stuff like that. The times yeah. that they decide to put these things on are ridiculous, like 6.45 or seven o'clock <laughs> or, you know, it's just as a, as a mum, you can't do anything till eight o'clock. Like children in bed yeah. seven seven thirty, and you can't do anything till eight o'clock, and so yeah. it's like it's so simple to work out that you don't put on these things until people are available to do it, and so that was probably the first time someone said, "Okay, let's do something at eight o'clock, which is a sensible time," rather than some PT or some running person going, "Well, by eight o'clock, I want to be you know back." Well, home I guess no one's gym. That's it. It's, it's just it's but No one's
1: tailoring for mums, though, are they? Absolutely. I mean, our running club, I mean, it, it, you say it's obvious now, but no one in our running club would have even thought of that because... Oh,
0: really?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, I'd say most running club members are the majority of men anyway, and the main concern is at what time is the earliest we can do it where most people can still get out of work and get here. Yeah. To then think of actually, because suddenly if you start at 8, well, let's say 8.30, because some people come later, then you're finishing at nine, nine thirty. Um, so when people, if they're going to eat, when they're going to eat, it becomes complex. They eat before they eat afterwards. But that's why I think Libby should become this mum runs Brighton. Are you going to sign her up for it? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wrong, private no message, she
0: had to be fair. She's been out like three, four times a week, um, and she's now she... signed up. She's now signed up to do a ten k. But the difficult situations come up where she goes, I'll do a 10K, but will you run it with me?
1: And so I'm like... Is that difficult?
0: Well, you know, it's like running with someone who's slower than you.
1: Um, Yeah, but it's fine. Oh, come on, it's a 10K. It's not like you've got to run an ultra. Yeah,
0: no, I know. It's fine, it's fine, but, you know. No, no,
1: no, no. no. In fact, you you don't worry, you don't worry. I think the do-batters will step up. I think there's a do-batter out there who is more than happy to run... And to, to potentially woo the lovely, the wonderful, the charming Libby Rainsfield, you're going to have 50 minutes of no, no, time she needs, she needs me No, no, co- she
0: needs me to coach her through it.
1: I'm you not can coach her, her through her. it. I, do you
0: know, actually, I almost told you the race, which would have been a total error <laughs> but I just like, the idea <laughs> now of, um, of turning up for a 10K and it'd be lined with people with milkshakes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, my God, she would love that. If, you, if you're running slightly far apart. I mean, if that's a way you can get out of running with her, just turn up and get 15 milkshakes on you in the first kilometer and she'll <laughs> say, it's all right. It's all right. If you don't want to run with me anymore, I'll be okay. <laughs> no, no, that's good I'm, motivation. No,
0: no, I like, I like the idea that she's doing a 10K. It is good. It's, um, I'm solely I'm, I'm slowly trying to trick her into running a marathon. She says that she never wants to run a marathon which I, can, I just can't understand. I can't understand where any people go, oh, I just don't want to run a marathon. You're just
1: like, wow. I can. They're really hard.
0: Yeah, but you've the got of to do what? I always think going above that 20 miles, that, that does yeah, something different to you. You have
1: to remember, she's seen the state of, of you and other running friends. And she also has seen how hard some of us train. And a 10K, you can just turn up for. You can train incredibly hard for it as well, but it's that you're never going to get to the point in the 10K when you almost can't stand and you're worried you're going to shit yourself. <laughs> well, I hope you are I mean, I maybe did. if you... you...
0: You don't know a lot about childbirth, do you? <laughs> <laughs> you don't no, do, you do childbirth in public. She's been through childbirth... Well, we... <laughs> we... She's been through childbirth twice. And so that's a... Right, she likes to make out that that's a pretty difficult thing. Although I did love the fact that when we were doing NCT, the midwife, um, I've probably said this before, but I'm going to say it again because it's funny to me. Um, (laughs) So it said to her, you know, childbirth is really hard. It's like running a marathon. And I'm sitting there going, (laughs) 30 of those, thank you very much.
1: (laughs) Did you say that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Brilliant.
0: If she she can go through childbirth, she can run a marathon. Well, that's
1: why she doesn't want to do it. Because if someone said to me, would you go through childbirth and at the end of it, you'll get this little crappy medal and a T-shirt? I'd say, well, hell no. That's Wouldn't no childbirth job.
0: be better if you did get a little crappy medal and a T-shirt?
1: And you could <laughs> hold it up to her while she's, come on, push Libby, think of the medal. Think, you're staining the T-shirt. Oh. Oh, Imagine what would be on the front of it?
0: The consultant comes in and puts a one of those the, what's it called foil things around you and puts a, gives you a, a banana and a, and a bottle of uh, for goodness' sake. What Wouldn't would it say be on better? the t-shirt? Wouldn't that be better than than that aw- awful like bounty bag full of leaflets and crap that they give in, you know, with a couple of uh, nappies and stuff like that? It would be much better, much better if I'm... if birth was set up a little bit like the end
1: of a marathon.
0: Not Edinburgh I, Marathon, otherwise people.
1: Would... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you need water throughout. <laughs> um, you, you need your finishing times. Yeah, you don't want to end You're up going, a mile away. Oh, play. we're
0: not releasing that. We're not releasing that information.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, Well, so fair play on Lib- Libby then. So she's stepping up to the plate. Yeah, she's
0: stepping up. So yeah, and I think I. I don't know if she's asked me to run it with her just to try and coax me back into actually running again. I think I think I'm very close to to actually doing it again. OK, so well, we're, right we're
1: getting, my plan is we had an offer from um, a guy called Doug the Beard, who's what? legendary. <laughs> Doug, Doug the, the beard.
0: beard.
1: Yeah, he's just he's known as the beard or Doug the Beard.
0: Um, when you say the beard, what type what, what type of beard are we talking here? Like a... how many types
1: of beards are there? What? not an anal beard.
0: No, no, as in gay man with a with a wife, that type of oh.
1: beard. Oh, I've never thought about <laughs> that. We Whoa. does that explain I, a lot? I don't know much about Doug's personal circumstances. I, I think he's married. I'm pretty sure. If you were in the not... closet, being
0: called Doug the Beard is is a pretty open <laughs> way of like <laughs>
1: Why he called the beard? Oh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Cause it's fabulous.
1: <laughs> um, I I think it's more to do with he's got a big beard. Oh, oh, uh, clever. Yeah, it's not the most it's, imaginative name, but he had a beard before everyone had a beard.
0: Oh, it was a pre-hipster beard.
1: Yeah, it's not a hipster beard. It's like a it's a Viking beard.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. So he, he's you invited you to run.
0: Did... Oh, he's invited me to run?
1: Yeah, to run the Dirty Dozen, which is, is one of the top obstacle races. Um, in fact, I think I talked about it last year when I, I did my ankle because um, I, I went to, to one of their races um, and it's brilliant.
0: We haven't talked about your ankle in such a long time. I know. It's I it's, felt, it's, like, uh, it's I one felt of... like I just heard about a friend there. It felt like we were friends reunited or something.
1: I like <laughs> Hello, well, I've tweeted friend. it several times. <laughs> But I've I've tweaked it only enough that it just hurts a bit, and it's it's getting stronger, it's getting better. I've got a big race coming up this weekend, and that's going to be the test. But I, the downhills are going to potentially be my my undoing. Sorry,
0: sorry. Okay, I want to go back to Doug the Beard because he sounds good. Yeah. But so what you're saying here is that you've almost you've taken a holiday off your ankle injury during the MDS. And now, yeah. And now, now the ankle's back. It's not back yet. It's not back. He's <laughs> but you're not... planning
1: it for it to make a comeback. He's in the corner of my eye. But I've and even on the MDS, I did turn it slightly. But I, but I've previously where I would have turned it and had to stop and been jumping on one leg, screaming, going bah, 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 I've um I've slightly turned it and it's been strong enough that it's hurt. But I've just been like, okay, that's just a tweak and it's fine. So even now, it's a little bit tender, but it's, uh, I'm hopefully, as long as I don't have a major um, ankle turn in the next kind of two, three months, I think I'm out of the woods.
0: Okay, so before we get back onto Doug the Beard, Doug the Beard, yeah. Um, what is the
1: race that you're doing then? Is it your uh, oh, up? this weekend? Yeah. Oh, yes. So um, did I mentioned it last week man versus lakes. Yes, yes. I don't know. Oh.
0: So I've heard of like man versus train, man versus horse. Yeah. Surely you'll win against the lakes in as it's a static body of water. I mean, depends if it's.
1: Yeah, I, I assume so. But that's the thing. The marketing's quite confusing because <laughs> it's done by Rat Race, who are the guys behind Man versus Mountain. And Man oh, okay. versus Mountain, you know what that means. I mean, it's, there's going to be a mountain and you've got to run over it. Man versus Lakes is the lake district. But I think some people have signed up, potentially, thinking it's, it's a run-swim. <laughs> but there will be swimming. Oh, there is swimming? Cause you're, yeah, because on Man vs Mountain, there's a water assault course at the end.
0: Oh, wait a minute. Is Man vs Mountain the one that you won?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And you had that... Didn't you, you have to abseil? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh no, I don't I don't it think there's upsetting this through, one. Too, you were coming through it too quickly, weren't you? Before they got yeah, so get... ready. You were doing it too quickly.
1: Yeah, that's right. They they didn't have the timing mats out for and, the vertical and, kilometer. And
0: you absolutely offended everyone that had ever done it before. <laughs> that was that was it.
1: Well hopefully I won't this time. <laughs> it's it's a kind of it's a similar setup. Actually, you should see the route for it. So they always try and do something a little bit different.
0: So is this and this is a this is a race that's been going on for a while then? It's not new. No,
1: it's, it's the first time they're doing
0: it. Oh, so where so whereabouts in Lake District? What where what range or whatever?
1: I'll quickly check you see, I didn't realise how big the Lake District is. Because <laughs> I mean I've been to the Red Light District, <laughs> I've been to a few other districts, district line, but district this 9. yeah, this so this starts and if you see the route it doesn't make any sense because it starts near a place called if <laughs> it's covered Sandow and it goes it actually the first few kilometers are across the sea what so it starts, it yeah it runs it's it's near down from Milnthorpe I'm just reading these names up on the map. I don't know the <laughs> the, the, the Arnside, uh, Amside, and um and you cross over when the tide is out to Grange Over Sands.
0: Oh yeah, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of that up there that you can do. Oh, it's man, there. That's it's
1: amazing. It very shallow then. The well,
0: More, You can do that at Morecambe, um, yeah. you, There's a there's a run across Morecambe Bay um, when the when the, the tide goes out, and so you could do that. Oh man, that's amazing. Have you seen the route? the route? Yeah, oh, it's so amazing. So cool. I was
1: really confused because I looked at that, having having uh, having signed up, and then I thought, I can't swim that. <laughs> There's no <laughs> chance. <laughs> it's really far. Oh man, what's the distance? I think it's about three three k. No, no, no. It's the whole the whole race. Oh, full marathon. Yeah. Oh, it's a full marathon. Oh, yeah,
0: man, that's
1: great. It's gonna be it's gonna it's, be punchy. And
0: finishes at Windermere.
1: Yeah, and the thing is as well, is you got this start, which is going to be brilliant because yeah. it's it's one of those moments that you get in some races where there's a, a self-awareness of everyone in it of, this is awesome, how awesome are we being? And you're almost running, looking at each other to just see everyone else's reaction to how cool it is. Um, but also, it's going to mess with people because... At the beginning of a marathon, you've got a sense of the pace you should go. There's a little bit of hesitation. Mountain marathon, especially this one, when you're running across the sands, you're going to be so excited, but at the same point, it's going to be pretty tough going underfoot. Yeah. And trying to pace that properly is going to be difficult. But it's it's because it's a rat race one. They're they're doing um they're doing all these extra features. So you've got to run for backpack. You've got to have quite a lot of equipment. Oh, okay. And you get into so you go. Straight up, well, do you do you know this area well? I, I don't know yeah. what, what what range it is, but you you go up, I think almost a kilometre, yeah, um, to wherever this is going over the top of. Do you do you know what that hill what that might be or?
0: Oh no, wait, a I don't know. I don't know South Lakes too well. Um, yeah, it's quite. The thing is, it's quite flat. Well, flattish relatively until you get towards. Yeah, until you start coming into where the, um, what's it called, the bottom of Windermere. Yes,
1: yeah, so we start at a place called Silverdale. You've oh, heard of that so before. So what? There's loads of like obstacles and stuff. Yep. Yeah, the obstacles only come. So when we did Manvi Mountain, yeah, you, you, you run Snowden, you run down it, yeah, and there's 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 not much else on the way up. There's not. You. T- it's it's a really nice route, but you don't go up, down, up, down. You tend to just um, come up and down. But then they do this thing called the vertical kilometer, which is a, a, a one kilometer where you're running straight up another a quarry, uh, which is brutal. And then at the end, you go into the water obstacle course. In this one, because it's a marathon, they seem to have had a similar time in which you come to the water course. Yeah. But then you've got to run on later. So no one really knows what it's going to be. It, it sounds as if they've got this ridiculous, um, it's almost a catapult that fires you into the water. <laughs> I'm going to be bricking myself. So you you run twenty miles by now, and it's, I think it, there's more ascent than there is in Manby mountain, so you've you've done this huge hill, this huge climb, you've come down, you hit the water, then you get fi- you get catapulted into it, and then all they've said is it's our usual like japes and tricks so is this, in the, the, water.
0: Is, is this the Swallows and Amazon crane swinger you think Yes,
1: yes,,
0: somebody's <laughs> <what> called. <laughs>
1: oh man the trouble is that they they've got the i mean they they invest heavily in their events so they've got the money to make that ridiculous right so normally normally when someone says we're going to do a stupid crane swing that you're going to be scared of um or that's going to fire you into the air you think yeah fine i'm going to go two meters but when rat race say it Oh, you know it's gonna be. Oh, it's good. Oh, I, that's, I'm gonna have to do it as fast as I can.
0: That sounds mad. That sounds I'm just gonna be. Oh. So, so basically, the so it's not necessarily swimming. It's just like a lot of water. A lot of water activity and japery.
1: Yeah, so they'll, they'll, right. I'm sure they have, because they've, for the dirty weekend, they have a lot of obstacles in the water. Little jetties you've got to climb on, they'll have monkey bars and the hang tough over the water. So they'll probably use, I'd imagine, similar equipment, but they always like to to spice things up a little bit and they, they never want anyone to really know exactly what's going to happen. So you've got all of this and you have imagine how much you're going to be cramping up. It's going to be killer. Um, And it also sounds as if we're going in here with our backpacks (laughs) because it says you need everything to be in a waterproof bag and that that your phone potentially will be getting wet. So you need to put that in a bag. So if you're doing all of this with, I assume, a life jacket and your backpack, and you're going to be cramping up like crazy because you've just done ridiculous hills and um, all these mountains. Oh wow, and then at the end of it, you've got the vertical kilometre, I think. Oh, After all of that, and then it's going to victory. be victory. Sli- oh, is that the finish? Yeah. Oh, you know the route better than I do. Oh,
0: that looks good. It's a good route. That's the, It's it's really nice.
1: Yeah, it's going to be really good. You're tempted really to come nice. up. It's re- oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I can't. I've got my leg and everything.
1: Oh, oh you, next know the year. Leg.
0: you know, my leg and all that. My hip in this, in that, in wa- that water, no way.
1: But it, I mean, it's it looks like it's gonna be fully great. memorable. Yeah, that
0: looks great. So,
1: so I'm kind of tapering for that at the moment, um, and I think there'll be quite a few do bad as there. Kind of the magical crew, a few British British Fitness race team, uh, well, race group there. Fingers crossed. So we're gonna we're gonna try and have a bit of a night out afterwards because they always put on an event village and things.
0: Okay, great. No, well, we'll hear how you get on next week.
1: So, back to yeah. Doug the Beard. The beard, Doug the Beard. He wants you to do the Dirty Dozen.
0: I don't know what that is.
1: You should Google that. It's the Dirty
0: Dozen. It sounds it sounds filthy, to be honest.
1: It is. It is properly filthy. We we start. Well, I didn't do the first year, but he's got twelve. I think it started with twelve obstacles that were showpiece obstacles and you then he, it, there's one in Wales, there's one uh, East London um, there's, so he's got a new venue for that which is going to be wet and hilly and um, I think it looks quite picturesque as well Oh, kind of
0: oh this looks like it's Doug, Doug the beard this chap with a beard
1: <laughs> I told you, proper beard isn't it it is a proper beard and he's got this thing called the Backyard Jam in his backyard so he's built it's 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 probably the nearest thing to ninja warrior that i've seen and it's all in his garden so if you went down to his garden you could spend it would probably take eight minutes to do the course just obstacles um hang tufts and stuff if you're one of the best climbers ninja warriors obstacle races in the world. if you're not then you're gonna get decimated by it but um, but the, the the um the Dirty Dozens, it's got some really nice obstacles, but none of them are too challenging. They're all fun. Right, you're
0: saying this, and I'm looking at these pictures. <laughs> which ones you see? Like, well, I've really watched any of these pictures, and you're going, "Oh, they're not too challenging." they they all look pretty challenging to me.
1: What? All right, I'm going to quickly Google it and Is see which ones way you're looking that at. I
0: can do with any of this.
1: Which one? Which one are you looking at? Pretty
0: much anything that comes up on the screen. <laughs> so hell? you've got. I don't even so you, know what that was happening in this one. There's like some barrels and some barbed wire. Okay, so the oh yeah, so that's in the water. You've got to go underneath them. She can do that. Oh yeah, I can do. I can go underneath stuff.
1: That yeah, you've got
0: bars. So the black dude in the green green know, top. It's a lot of bars. Some some uh, young lady going across some bars. Oh, I can do a net. I can go over a net. Oh. I think.
1: Yes. Yeah, so those are, he's got these monkey bars. Um, there they it go up like and down lots got... of monkey bars there <laughs> looks... there are on that one but the good thing is if you fall in you just fall into water
0: oh brilliant so, brilliant
1: i love that well it's going to be a lovely summer day so it's quite nice and then you've got the rope traverse and then you've got to carry a log you have a few walls yeah it's a really good mix-up but there's nothing there that you're, you're you you might not necessarily be able to finish all of it i don't i i doubt you would be able to do the Anything.
0: um the first the
1: monkey bars up and down but everything else you could do for sure but he's invited you to go along to one of his events there's one in wales there's what i I think i'd suggested maybe the london east was the best one for you but um i'll I'll coordinate the dates but yeah if we if if you're gonna go to that let me know we'll get a do bad a presence for sure because they're really good events yeah no it looks good it looks good and he's also got loads of little how-to videos on youtube of how to do a Irish table? How to do what? a um, so Irish? <laughs> is, this, is this a structural
0: healing thing? <laughs>
1: it should be actually. An
0: Irish table. <laughs>
1: so the, the Irish Welsh table Fandango. is actually pretty hard. <laughs> I, I, I've heard of Irish tables before obstacle racing. I don't know whether we've just adopted it. Or what is it? What's we... an
0: Irish table?
1: So an Irish table is if you imagine going up to a wall and you normally have to get over the wall. Yeah. An Irish table is where it's almost an overhang, and so you've got the top of the wall hanging out, yeah. but then the, it's got nothing beneath it. The, structure, the supporting structure is, is further back, which means you can't push off against the wall oh. to help lift yourself. So you've got to either leg hook or muffle up or um, just just try and clamber over. Right. But the, I mean, the good thing is about his events. It's not like um, some races where they finish with burpees, or if you if you can't do it, you you know you just you just carry on. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. Not of your, you know, not of your leading, but you know if you're racing properly. But for, for the majority of people, it's just there for fun. Yeah, and they've got some really nice water,
0: <laughs> water obstacles as well. That's some really nice water obstacles. That sounds
1: lovely. Yeah, they do. They're really, they're really funny. Yeah, you like oh, it.
0: I'd love it if you if you said, okay, we're we're going to get you along to this like this obstacle course race, and uh, yeah, you know, we set it up, and it's, you know it's really good and everything, and then literally at every obstacle. You make me get on a bike and cycle to the next obstacle, which is me <laughs> doing something, then getting on a bike, and then cycling to another obstacle. So you inadvertently make me do some kind of triathlon. Oh, that's, we could add that in. The fake triathlon. Yeah, it's like the
1: triathlon you don't realise you're doing or something. That's uh... So, Doug, you heard it here first. We're doing the Dirty Dozen Duathlon. Duathlon.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: we'll check, we'll check um, dates and see if we can make it along, because um, I'd love to see you in an obstacle race.
0: Oh, I'm sure you would like to see me in an obstacle race.
1: <laughs> People laugh at my technique.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you would. I'm not. I'm not totally averse to it. I just the thing is, I still don't understand. I still don't really get it. I've been watching a lot of Ninja Warrior. Um, yeah. But like the original Ninja Warrior.
1: Oh, the Japanese one. Yeah. Oh my God. How's it differ? It seems
0: to just all been made by some bloke out in his back garden. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is that. Like, there's like no health and safety or anything, and some of the some of the things are crazy. And the, the and it's just I mean, you know it's typically Japanese. It looks like it's, yeah. they've everyone's mental on it. And everyone yeah, absolutely loves yeah. it. They fall into water, smashing their face on stuff, you know, <laughs> bleeding out of every orifice, and like, 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 yeah, great, this is amazing. Oh, come back and do it again. Is it start like wipe and they
1: run on and go ayah and They just shout something, do a little move, and then run off.
0: Is that like Japanese Welsh ayah da <laughs> <laughs> It is indeed. Okay, so actually this leads us, leads us nicely onto to um, what we we're going to talk about. Yeah.
1: How how JD can train for his first obstacle race.
0: We were, we were talking about this and saying, okay, my, my first obstacle race um, should have been four laps of winter nuts. But it doesn't sound like much training was involved because basically it was me going into the water, getting hypothermia, then being taken to hospital in an ambulance. <laughs> so if, if, I, <laughs> if I wanted to train for... a An obstacle course race how would how would one do so what would be well i think
1: i think we were going to call this episode how to train for tough mudder just because it's more likely to turn up in like google search rankings (laughs) and all of that even if we never mention them again it's so how to train for tough mudder
0: let's suggest that i was going to run tough mudder how would i train for tough
1: mudder is it good well the thing is it all comes down to how you approach it as well because
0: how would i approach tough
1: mudder well, most as in I'm some keyword, a I'm lot of people. Would,
0: I'm keyword stuffing now. Tough mother. How would I approach tough <laughs> mother? Tough mother. Well, tough mother.
1: <laughs> if you asked your mother about tough <laughs> mother, she. Yeah, it's a tough decision. But the um a lot of people do these events in groups, and so actually your approach is completely different. If you think you're going to be there with a group of friends and you're going rounds well, and how how, how what, what difference does that make? Because a lot of the obstacles um, are... Well, Tough is slightly different in that some of their obstacles aren't really achievable by yourself. They've made them so tall oh, okay. that you really need to get a leg up. Or, But most obstacle races can be... The, the whole course can be completed by an individual. Yeah. And so if you're someone doing an obstacle course and your sole intent is to finish every obstacle by, your, by yourself, then the training you have to do is is a lot a lot harder a lot more specific than if you're doing it with friends because actually if you're doing it with friends and you're doing a tough matter or you're doing a spartan a um a dirty dozen dirty weekend any of these ones uh, you know judgment day then the main thing is you just need to be be able to run the distance right and everything else you should be fine so, that's because a, so you're saying,
0: as, long as you can, if you're with a group, as long as you can run the distance, everything else, everything else will fall into place? Because
1: Everything else will fall into place, right. absolutely. Because in these events, the, they're, they're about the fun. That, that's what's different to obstacle racing. It's why the community is so, so lovely, I think. It's because a lot of it is the challenge of finishing and people are there to help you out. You're there doing it together. And worst case scenario, if you can't finish a particular obstacle, so what you just go around it
0: yeah okay and so what happens if one you're the sort of person that has no friends and two you like to strip the joy out of everything you do because you take it too seriously is this is this a Venn diagram of jv <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so okay. Well, let's let's go let's go to the basis. So I mean, it's gonna be it's very difficult, isn't it, to say okay, this is how because every race you have to prepare for in a different way. The same is true of of, of like a um a, a traditional running race, a traditional marathon, or yeah. Yeah, any race whatsoever. But let's say let's go for a sort of you know a standard. Uh, I mean, no standard is a difficult term today, but um, you know, if you had to yeah. say say I was a, a casual runner, what yeah. would be the the main things you'd say that I'd need to start working. I mean, how Leo? say eight weeks out or something like that? 12, eight weeks out.
1: Yeah. I mean, the main, the, the the biggest challenge, I think for a lot of people that do obstacle racing is is power to weight ratio. So you can even have some really strong guys who can struggle because actually, if you, if you look at people who are very good at it, people like Connor Hancock, John Albon, Ross McDonald's, um, and, uh, James Appleton, they're, none of them are huge guys. And, the the hardest obstacles are all technical and upper body. Right. Where it's monkey bars would be the the, the simplest form. Um so just being able to do pull ups or be able to hang is is quite it's quite hard for some people if you're a heavy guy. Yeah. Um if you're a heavy female. And so actually losing weight is just just getting your weight down is really beneficial so it's true of running as well
0: so improving your sort of strength to weight ratio is is yeah and the
1: easiest way to do that is is to to lose weight um so but the good thing is if you look at the people that do obstacle racing there are people of all shapes and sizes and if you think about the obstacles you're going to be coming up against a lot of the obstacles are easy if you've got the right technique and what, what, you know, again, there's a huge difference between doing an obstacle and doing an obstacle quick quickly. So, for example, the the classic obstacles tend to be your crawls, right? And explain, to be good at crawling, to explain
0: so, what the, what does
1: that involve? So, a crawl would typically be um, under barbed wire yep. or under woods or netting, and it, it's just where you get your body down low and you you have to go underneath underneath something. Um, the the, the best way to train for that actually is is just building up your core muscles. So, planks, side planks, sit ups, oh, really? all those types of yeah, because it's it's all moving your core. Yeah. And but de- depending on on what crawl it is, sometimes it's just quicker to roll. And instead of crawling along, you you go on your side, you, so you, you you go perpendicular to it, and you just roll and roll and roll and roll and roll. You get a bit dizzy. But the speed you can move is a lot faster. And also, if it's quite low, when you're crawling, you're going to be moving your body up and down. Whereas yeah. actually, when you're rolling, you're always just keeping the same height. And so you can then just fly through these some of these obstacles. Something else on a crawl as well, quite often you'll get craw- uh, crawled through water yeah. or through big puddles. And then, if you can semi-float your body, it's actually easier to just Pull yourself along the bottom and float across it if you can or just half doggy paddle almost where you're kicking with your legs, you're pulling with your hands. But if not a a crawl, everyone should hopefully be able to do and getting good at that practice certainly helps. Having strong glutes can help. Um, So that's squats, that's burpees, that's um, lunges and then a a good strong core. So that's that's one of the main obstacles. Another obstacle that is pretty common is uh, the. In fact, the great thing is because I've already loaded up the Dirty Dozen website. It keeps on reminding me what all the obstacles are. It <laughs> filters through the pictures. There are some very attractive women who do Dirty Dozen. I've got to say, this, this, the ones on their website. Well done, Doug. He's he's certainly he's certainly not appeared. He's got good ch- he's got good taste for sure. Um, but the another one is it's a rope climb and. That could be sometimes in netting, where you get a huge net. Sometimes it's an actual rope. So the rope, if, you've, if you're climbing a rope for the first time, it's, it's quite hard if you haven't practiced it. Um, the main thing to do, I mean, have you, have you climbed ropes before in gym when you were a kid? or
0: I don't think
1: I have ever, ever climbed
0: up a rope. I don't think it, no, no, I don't think I ever have. It's a skill it really... it's a skill that you don't really need <laughs> until until <Yeah>. this is <laughs>
1: Yeah, very much so. And it, it it's something which seems hard but, it, but actually
0: oh, is it not? it's all technique.
1: No, it's all technique. Because if you if you do the it's quite hard to explain it without showing. But it's essentially what you want to do is if you um if you imagine crossing your legs, yeah, putting the rope in between your two feet and then bringing your feet back over so that you're then kind of clasping the rope between yeah. your feet. If you do that, you can then um, use that to push it to, to stand. To, you can let go of one hand because you're actually just standing on the rope. Right. So if you do that, then hold on with your arms and pull, bring your legs up. You can then clasp again. And so you'll never really using your upper body to power the movement up, all you're doing is bringing your legs up to your waist, clipping them on, moving your arms up, so that it's your legs actually doing a lot, lugs legs in your core doing a lot of your work. Um, um,
0: the, the question does I that have, make sense? Yeah, but the question I have is, is how do you ever practice this? Where, 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 where do you find rope anywhere? Yeah,
1: that is, that is the challenge, actually. With, with some of the obstacles, you just won't be able to... To practice them because they're so specific. Actually, if you're in London, you can get down to the Biscuit Factory in Bermondsey, the climbing wall, and they've got ropes there you can climb. Bizarrely, really?
0: I've been to the Biscuit Factory. It's great, isn't it? I didn't probably go into the same bit. It's loads of different bits. Is that where
1: everyone else got healthy, but you came out with, <laughs> <laughs> with biscuit?
0: There wasn't a single yeah. biscuit
1: there. I was angry, angry as hell. <laughs> You've missold me. But then there's also net, netting you can climb up. And this is where there's a big net across. And what you want to make sure is just that you you almost use one of the um, bits of rope coming down as your middle ladder. So you put your hands, both hands on that, and you put your feet either side. And you, you make sure you keep on climbing on that central one. Yeah. When you get to the top, if you want to be quicker... You hold on to the top, you put your arms over, yeah. you cling on to the rope on the other side, Yeah, and then you just flip your body over.
0: <laughs> Are you joking? Are you saying, no? is this really what you do? Because it sounds like you're just making this up.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You flip body over. Now, if you're not particularly strong, you haven't got good um, grip, um, it, it, you might not necessarily want to do that because if you let go, then you just fall. Um, so... If you haven't tried it before, it's a bit of a high risk strategy. But some of the nettings you get, they, they run all the way down and they run quite fast. So actually you can do that and start rolling.
0: Oh okay, yeah. Then um
1: another another obstacle that is always on the course are the walls where you have to try and get over a wall. And they they can be quite tough by yourself, especially an eight foot wall. And so if you're strong enough you can do a muscle up. If you if if you don't know what that is, um, the chances are you probably can't do it. But it's essentially where you you put your arm, you put your your elbows over the top, and then you use your stomach and your elbows to push up and pull your body up. If you if you're very strong, you'll be able to do that. But if you're someone like me who's not particularly strong, you're looking completely perplexed, uh, Jamie. <laughs> So, if you imagine, if you imagine the position. If you're at a swimming pool and you're yeah. chatting to someone yeah. who's outside of the swimming pool, so you've got your yeah, yeah. you've got your arms over the top. So, if you're in that position, it's pushing down on your elbows and using your core to pull yourself up. You, you can, can actually how can
0: you even get into that position in the first
1: place. So, you just got to jump.
0: So, you have got to jump, top. and then so you 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 have to do. You basically have to be able to do pull-ups.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Or at least one
0: uh, pull-up in order to yeah, get or close up.
1: to, yeah, absolutely. And and so pull-ups certainly help. And um, it, the good thing is, there are pull-up bars everywhere. You go to a playground, it's full of what could be pull-up bars. And you...
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the truth. <laughs> no, it's true, it's true. But yeah. it's the, you could go to a gym, but the first thing you think of is you can go
1: to a playground. Well, I guess with a gym, though, you'd actually, you've got to have gym membership. and you, yeah, you get yeah, it. Whereas... You can just go for a run and, and find pull up bars everywhere. Go to a
0: playground once when there's no children in there, mainly.
1: Yeah, or or, or do it, you know, impress the kids. They'll love it. They see daddy <laughs> do pull ups. But the the wall technique as well. Have a look for for Doug actually the Beard's videos. It's how to do walls, how to do Irish tables, and there's something called a leg kick where if you imagine you're you've clasped, you've got one elbow over the wall. Yeah. On the and you're so you're you're facing it with your side you almost flick your inside leg up and then you, when you bring it down, you use that momentum to to twist your your outside leg up and just try and hook it onto the top of the frame. And if you can hook your leg there, you can then push down on it and swing yourself over. It probably not make such a with the video. But the, the the key thing in all of these is actually, it's, it's to do with power to weight and to do with really strong core muscles.
0: Um, you- and you you've done a you've done a lot of climbing haven't you in the past
1: yeah so i'd I'd say if if i was to say anyone new do things like british fitness where it's boot camps where it's um it looks at your core it looks at your your glutes so strong strong glutes strong uh, stomach muscles and then yeah climbing is brilliant because what people don't realize is things like monkey bars actually it's more important that you've got a strong grip then you've got really powerful muscles.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah. If you think about it, you're not actually lifting yourself very much. Oh, okay. You're you, the in theory yeah. with, a, with a with a monkey bar, and I'm not I'm not brilliant at them um, because I've got very weak grip, unfortunately, because I don't climb anymore. But you're I'm you're surprised almost by that. I know. <laughs> well, now I've got a girlfriend. Is that <laughs> it's possibly why as well? But in 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 essence, you're just tra- you're just transferring movement with the monkey bars you're, you're, you're transferring movement across yeah. rather than lifting up um, there's, you need li- things like the hang tough where you get the rings you need a little bit more power but even there it's just momentum and shifting momentum between uh, across rather than up and down yeah. and so going climbing yeah bouldering is brilliant for obstacle racing yeah. and getting really good grip strength you can you can use those
0: Oh, yeah, those squeezy, grippy things. The squeezy, yeah. grippy things, yeah.
1: But in, in general, you, you want to be a good runner, depending on the course, actually, but a good runner who can do obstacles will always be a good obstacle racer who can run because the distances between these obstacles tend to be quite large. Are and really? I, yeah, absolutely. And unless you're doing a 5K, a lot of obstacle races are, are quite far, um, I'd say typically 10K to kind of 12, 12 miles. And so those kind of distances, I can take 15 minutes out of someone. And I'm not very good at obstacles, but it's very hard to take 15 minutes out of someone in an obstacle, uh, what in a series of obstacles. Yeah. Um, so if you're really looking to do well, then work on your core, get your grip strength up, so, and
0: so it's focused. So yeah, I mean, it just must be really difficult if you don't have a climbing wall near you and you don't have yeah. someone that has a rope. What do you do? I mean, like you know, we're talking about Ninja Warrior and about those people that basically had to recreate the obstacle course on their in their back garden or in their garage or in their you know. But yeah,
1: that,
0: that's really the only way of of practicing it, isn't it? That's the only it way is, of but doing you this, could but finding it something
1: similar. I mean, yeah, how do you, absolutely. How do you practice and
0: crawling under barbed wire through puddles
1: well you can the thing is you can just crawl in the field quite easily and the fact there's no barbed wire there doesn't, doesn't matter because you can still practice your technique and get used to that yeah and um but the I, I'd say you sort of do that with BMF
0: anyway, don't you? You do a lot of rolling around in yeah. the mud and stuff like that, especially in uh, in winter, and that gets you yeah, used you... to you know, working out when you got like soaked and everything. I suppose that's the other thing as well. If you, you know if you're a runner, you're not used to probably not used to like getting wet and dry and wet and dry and yeah, that must come with a bit of a shock to you with with, with some of these. Uh, yeah, and,
1: and also what it, what is very different is. You can, you can run as a fleety runner and run endlessly, but actually you do need to have good leg strength to be a good obstacle racer. So when I first started, there are people who I was far faster than, but within two miles of, of the start, they'd be, they'd be almost up with me because your legs get so worn down with all the climbing and all the lifting and the amount they're working that if you're not used to doing intervals – or um, to, to, to going from reps into running, then you come out and your legs are completely drained and you've got no power. It would be similar, similarly to taking a road runner and then sending him up a, a really steep, um, hilly course. They're going to hit that first hill and come out of it and have their legs shredded. And so if you want to get good at obstacle racing, a lot of it is intervals because you're you're running hard, you hit that obstacle, and you might then completely change your muscle groups. Yeah. So you're suddenly crawling, you're climbing, um, you're swimming, and then you've got to come out and start running again. So doing classes that replicate that. I mean, I, I'd obviously always advocate British British Fitness because that's what I do, um, and it's what our team does. It works really well for them. But you could do CrossFit, you could do um, your own session. Where I know, for example, John Album, world champ. He used to run home and he'd go to his local park. He'd run a mile, then he'd do squats, push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups, then he'd run another mile and he'd just continue doing those. And he'd end up doing something like 300 um, sit-ups, push-ups and 100 pull-ups over his session. And he'd just make sure that when he was doing those, he was doing them quickly as well. So his his lungs are still burning and you get so used to Constantly transitioning, and actually, if you want to be really quick, the quickest people it's the transition in technique in and out of obstacles, but also in the ability to instantly pick up speed. Yeah, so have
0: you got like any a, questions? So, so, it sounds like basically there's no actual like huge amount of magic to it. There, it's like sticking with really, really basic all in one movements um, core, legs, upper body strength, making sure you've, you're not carrying too much weight so you've got a good strength ratio. And actually, not yeah, I mean, too it, much. I mean, grip, the grip things are you know, I mean, don't how do you know that's just something you've got to work on if grip.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and you can you can do that just by hanging off a, off a frame, and that will increase your grip. Or you can you can pulling things along, dragging them along. But, but actually, the if you go bouldering, if you go climbing, now the obstacle races are getting harder and harder you if you're going into the more technical ones yeah. if you haven't done climbing before and you haven't done this obstacle then no impossible oh, to, really? to do yeah because unfortunately unfortunately as it progresses some of them are just very much about technique and if you haven't seen it and you don't know how to do it you're looking at it and go how does this make sense and it's you've got to get out there and practice so there are some places you can go um there's a place called the the obstacle. Uh, what's it called? The obstacle gym, I think it is. I oh, know there's a place called the playground near Cambridge. I think it's very good. There's a Wild Forest gym around Essex that you can go to. Um, there's there's probably quite a few others out there now, and just going along at a time. I'm sure of you phone up nuclear races or um you know doug with backyard jam he's always really open to, to training people and and places like mud school now do training weekends where they'll go to nuclear races and you can just go through um michael ridgley one of the guys who was going to be i'd suggested going along to one of his sessions as a warm-up for nuts oh yeah i think he's 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 a personal trainer but he specializes in in obstacle racing techniques using the nuts course and various other ones. So yeah. he'll actually take you through the, the route and show you different techniques. And that it makes such a difference to have tried it out before. But the good thing is, so as people I said... are
0: actually you, specializing personal training in obstacle course racing.
1: Yeah, there's quite oh, a few of them now. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and similarly with, with Ninja Warrior now, people are setting up um, locations to have Ninja Warrior Obstacles, and you can practice and have a go yourself. <laughs> where, really? Yeah. Where? Um, the I I I can't remember where the Ninja Warrior one is. I've seen a few posts on Facebook. I'm sure if you go into the mudsicle Facebook group and ask there, there will there there'll be lots of people who'll point you in the right direction. But they technique is so important. I'm I, I'm I'm dreadful. In my technique, I, I lumber around. It's, it's partly because I'm not very strong. It's partly because I'm so inflexible. But I can get by most things, uh, which should be hopefully filling most of you with with um with joy that if if I can do it, essentially you guys can do it. But the good thing is about obstacle racing, it is about the challenge, the personal challenge. And if you can't do something, it doesn't matter. You. For some people, it's just about. Well remember, we spoke to Steph, and she yeah. had to finish that rig. That was her challenge. Even though she'd lost, and everyone had gone home essentially, she just had to do that rig. And so, once you get into obstacle racing, there will be some obstacles that you really struggle with. Especially if you you're not used, to, you can't do pull ups easily, then it, it'd just be very hard for you. And it's great because that can then be a real focus for you rather than just turning up to run 10Ks and trying to get a better time. With this, you can actually look at techniques. You can think about the muscles and you can practice. And then when you actually do it, it's such a great feeling.
0: I have Especially never, you can then
1: do it in a race.
0: I have never, ever, ever managed to do a single pull-up. Have you, have you tried
1: a few times? Or? Yeah, I've never been able to do it and it's it's power to weight ratio that's what it is because you, you'd be strong enough with my body <laughs> it's just that you obviously weigh you just weigh more than me
0: uh, yeah my power to strength ratio is great if i have yeah if i combine different bodies it would be perfect
1: but if i if i wore a backpack with i mean how how heavy are you if you don't mind me mind me asking
0: I am, 13 stone you can add another stone in a bit to that
1: so 14 and a half. so if you yeah. imagine me with three and a half kilograms of a backpack I've, i had to try and do a Put up then. I might try that actually. No, I wouldn't be able to do it. I don't think. You
0: shouldn't should no, be able should to do, do that. what you should do, you should do like a um, uh, like they're doing the biggest loser. Like when you know with the biggest loser they lose all their yeah. weight and then they make them put all the weight back on in with packs and stuff again. And I do, do they? and do a race and see how you know how it feels to do it. What I should do is I should put put weigh you down so you know how how it's like me for me running well, I don't know what it's like for me running at the moment, but so you know oh. what it would technically be like for me running, and then you you probably feel absolutely no sympathy for me whatsoever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but part of me thinks that actually the number of people I know who've been massively overweight and when they finally become a runner are so quick because their lungs and their heart are so powerful to have been able to power them as like a, well Steve Way for example. Oh yeah. Well, there's yeah. there's this guy at the running awards I speak to who I think he's called the Mohican runner or similar to that, and he. He was hugely overweight as well oh, and he's so got by the time again he
0: has got an amazing story
1: yeah yeah he does yeah he's and he's crazy quick, so by the time they get to being 11 stone, their lungs and their hearts are just so powerful they're crazy quick and so um yeah, I think if you can if you if you just get into to running and and to these to to, to building your own you you know building muscle and and trying to do Pull-ups and sit-ups and and push ups loads. By the time you lose the weight, it was just be fantastically quick. But the one thing I would say is when people are training, because it can be quite hard to know when to train, in in what proportions and how to mix running with with weights or with the uh, the core sessions. And you should what you should remember is if you're doing weights on your legs in the same day, if you try and do. Um, say you do a morning session if you then try and run that evening you won't get the benefits of either because you're you're, you're the way I don't I don't remember the exact science behind it but um a sports scientist friend of mine was devising plan for me about it in that you you almost need to be building muscle or you need to be using your muscles to uh, become more efficient with stamina and yeah. so if you're doing things like a, a, a a real interval session, intervals as in reps, not, not an interval running session. Yeah. Say so you're doing reps or you're doing weights, you should make sure that it's a different, if it is legs, that it's a different day to, the, to when you're doing quick running or interval running oh, yeah, yeah, or yeah. tempo running. So just just be aware of that. So for example, when I was full on training obstacle racing, when I was in Newcastle, I do leg weights on a Monday and a Wednesday when I was jogging just doing slow runs and I'd be doing upper body weights on a Tuesday and Thursday when I was doing tempo runs and interval runs
0: you done so, upper body
1: weights up my... yeah absolutely <laughs>
0: like what
1: these bad boys <laughs> yeah I tell you well, I, I think I got up to 15 pull ups at one point so You're I know really... that the numbers are never that big but I was pretty pleased with that
0: 15 pull ups yeah maybe, maybe I should just maybe I should just set my sights really low And just one single pull up. If I can achieve
1: that. I don't know how, I don't know what you do though, to. I think you probably, there are some ribbons you can use to pull yourself up, but even just, if you go to a playground that's got a bar that's not quite off the ground, and then just hang, so your feet are still on the ground, but you're slouched forward, so that the majority of the weight is hanging rather than on your feet, you can then start trying to do pull up like that and work your way up.
0: So actually, just hanging by hanging will improve your strength.
1: Yeah, it will improve massively your improve your grip strength. Yeah, definitely grip strength.
0: Oh, that's a re- that is a really, really good tip. Because I would have thought that it was totally about your arm strength when you were across those bars and stuff.
1: No, because if you, if you look at the just how fluid they are yeah. and how people move, there's very little... Engagement of really pulling yourself up. Some people do. and some people just smash it out and are grabbing and grabbing and grabbing. It's what, but when you're swinging, that's when you're actually just using, you know, converting potential energy into kinetic energy. But the science lesson as well, and then converting oh, this it back. Is, this
0: is I, actually there is far too much um, education in this episode. Well, there is.
1: <laughs> there is, so we can switch it now to some of the feedback from last week. If we oh if yeah, we come time. on, here we go. Well, we've all been waiting for what is essentially the end of a saga. Um, people have been watching this, this drama unfold. And I've just realized that actually Andy Parry's life is very similar to Game of Thrones. <laughs> he, looks, he looks like a Viking sort. He does. He's, um, he is. And, and I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to find out at some point that Andy Parry was born under the bloody star of a sword or something, which then means that his sister is no longer his sister and his wife. So it turns out Andy Perry is no longer married. Oh, no. How? When did the divorce happen? It, it went officially on Facebook earlier yesterday or today. He
0: announced, he announced that he wasn't married to his sister anymore. It was yeah. very disappointing. But
1: then he announced he's not married to anyone anymore. But well, his, so basically,
0: his... so all of he has annulled all of his marriages in one, in one Facebook post.
1: <laughs> he has. He's. Can you, can he's, not, he's not. He's not single.
0: Can you do that?
1: I never knew. It was for, I think it's just a a. Um, you just change the status on your on your page, and then it's as good as done legally. Legally.
0: Oh really?
1: That's yeah, cool. but he's. Right um, he, he has a, a partner. So, ladies, I'm afraid, you can. Uh, you know, he's he's not up for grabs quite yet. But, and she's the disparaging one. So uh, we've what, got so to... I, the don't I don't understand, I'm confused. So she, who's the
0: disparaging one?
1: I, I'm not sure if Sheena is as well, but his partner is the disparaging one also.
0: Oh, so he basically has... So it's actually the amount of people being disparaging him is increased 100%. This situation is getting worse, <laughs>
1: worse by the week yeah. for him. <laughs> He's, if you'd like to volunteer to got, be oh, linked in some way to Andy Parry, di- all you have to do is slate him.
0: He's not even married. He's, being, he's got divorced and he's still getting abuse both from his family and his wife ex wife. And I don't think his,
1: she was even ex wife. I don't think he was I'm not sure he's even married.
0: He wasn't married in the first place. No, I don't know where this all came
1: from. Or maybe <laughs> Well I know no, where it came from. It came from
0: you saying it was, was ex wife. <laughs> that's, that's exactly where it came from.
1: <laughs> there, might, there might be some truth in that, that that's possible
0: they actually we're, this reminds me slightly of um the bluth situation in uh arrested <laughs> development where where they found out that um that one of the what's it called i can't remember her name oh the sister the sister we're maybe pardon maybe no, not maybe. Oh, my God, yeah, I suppose it is. There was a lot of incest in that, wasn't maybe there? Maybe in
1: George Michael, yeah, that absolutely. Andy Power would be loving it. I was
0: thinking, is it Portia de, de Rossi? What's her name?
1: Yes, yeah. that's right.
0: Yeah, and then she found out she was adopted. And then she, what's it called? And then she was, she was interested in uh, her brother again. Do you remember that book?
1: Oh, oh which, um, I don't remember that fact. I probably blanked it
0: as a... Uh, I've discussed.
1: But, but, right, so but
0: this, is, this essentially isn't the first time you have made a factual error.
1: Well, no, I mean, it's happened once before. There are know.
0: several, I mean, I actually think on the Facebook at the moment, there are, on the Facebook, I'm going back to its original thing, on Facebook at the moment, there's actually several people going, could you please correct what you said about, <laughs> about me in the previous episode?
1: To be fair, I think some of them are being a bit pernickety. Oh, are so... they? Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, the race for the Kings, I think I claimed it was 52 miles. And if I'd have run it, it would have been 52 miles because I'd have been tactical enough to <laughs> jumping just... Jumping
0: across stuff, jumping, yeah. in, jumping in stuff, sitting on the back Remember of that the route is
1: just a guideline, it's a guideline. <laughs> but um, in fact, I, I did finish that race, it turns out. So um, I finished in 16 hours in the top 500.
0: Oh, you did. You You relaxed on that one then.
1: Yeah, I well the it was race to the king, and um, I didn't want to push it too much. So Lee Stewart has has now he's he's run that on my behalf. So I think we need to come up with a race that I have to run on on Lee Stewart's. Oh, co- firstly, congratulations! Terrific performance, um, fifty four miles run, I believe. Is that what they said in the Facebook group? Am I in trouble again? Yeah. And uh, but we've got to come up for a race that I'm now going to run for Lee Stewart and um, hopefully not one where I then get in trouble for qualifying for Boston or something like that. But it would be quite funny if I did, I'm especially sure. as you, you line up based on your number and your number is your, your time that qualifies you. So you actually, if you look around you, everyone with a similar number is going to be a very similar time to you. So we should get, if we get Lee Stewart up there quite near the front, that would be quality.
0: Okay. So another apology for a correction of the business name Filthy Stitches. Filthy Stitchy Bitchy? <laughs> what do we call it?
1: I don't stitchy know,
0: Bitches? I, I, don't, I don't think there's any bitches in it. I think it's just called Filthy Stitches. It's Nancy Little's... Uh... I just assumed it rhymes because it, it <laughs> should i had it. Filthy Stitches Bitches from Stitches. <laughs> <laughs> Switchy Stitchy. Switches. Switches the Filthy Stitches Bitches from sit. yeah. Yeah, but what she has said is that, so just, to, just a reminder that um, that Nancy is a seamstress and basically what she does is that when you have all the like, shirts left over um, and you know, all, the, all the sort of tats that you get in your, in your bags and stuff, but you never really know what to do, well unless you're you and you pretty much wear it at any event possible, but most people yeah. most people realise that they, they can't wear polyester or wicking material normally, So you know, or, or any of the t-shirts thing, so what do you do with them? You can turn them into blankets, cushions, bears, all sorts of stuff. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's quality. It's absolutely class. But she's at the book, I... she's saying that she's fully booked at the moment. But if you want to, if if you're interested in doing that, go to Facebook.com forward slash Filthy Stitches OCR. Filthy stitches, bitches. No, it's not. There's no <laughs> bitches in it. Just. Go to Filthy Stitches OCR and just repeatedly write bitches in the in the thing, <laughs> in the, and you get a special discount code where actually you get twenty percent added on. It's a special Hellard uh, discount code.
1: But we've we've also had um, in the group following up on our attempts to smuggle in names to Parkrun. Uh, we've had a suggestion that we should actually start smuggling in messages onto Strava. So for one, Eddie, Eddie our editor, he doesn't know what a Strava segment is.
0: I don't know what a Strava segment is.
1: What? I
0: don't, I don't really Dude. understand what, you, you're always banging on about Strava, and I don't really know what it is.
1: It's the best thing, ever. so you do your run, and you upload it, and it shows you your run, on the, on the, on the lap. Yeah. It shows you your, your performance over that time, so it tells you what speed you're moving at different times. But, if you run through a segment then it tells you your timing over that segment so for example if i ran to work yeah. i could create a half mile section a segment up a hill call it whatever i wanted and then every person who's ever run that segment is then in a leaderboard so you and mean so, every,
0: so you mean a bit of a route
1: yeah yeah absolutely that you can define yourself so you can create the most complex segments that no one will ever be able to follow so one of my segments i created in the marathon Sabla was when i was smashing it on the long day so i've turned that into a segment in the knowledge that that is pretty much never going to be beaten because no one's ever going to go to this random part of desert and race 10k along the exact route but it means that every single person who ever does that route is leaderboarded and compared but also every time you run that route it tells you if you've done one of your top performances so it's quite a nice way to just track how you're how you're racing but also you can then go out and take on other people's Strava segments so um Christopher Greenway, Greenaway he has uh, you'll like this JD have you have you seen the route he created no I didn't so he's created a cycling segment that it's two miles long that it looks as if it's a fairly common route and um In fact, it's been cycled by 787 people. The name of the segment is Cycling is for Pussies. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought you'd like.
0: That's amazing. So anyone that does that, that'll come up as the segment.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so whenever they do it, it'll say, you've run your second fastest (laughs) Cycling is for Pussies segment. Oh so in fact when i met when i was talking to Laura Fountain in um, i'm not sure if i've done something racist i might have
0: done something racist oh my goodness
1: i i i thought it was just quite funny but oh, then my. actually it might be insensitive so apologies apologies so Laura had um, she'd been running down in uh, in Tottenham yeah uh, well no no more stake stake newington way and there's this one hill that I was training on years ago. And it's right in the um in the area, Stanford Hill, where a lot of Hasidic Jews are. And so I called the segment the Yid bit. Oh my God. But I didn't really understand Yeah, I, I didn't really realise that was a bad term at the time. <laughs> oh my God. And so she she's run this route and she'd realised she was queen of the segment and she didn't want to be because she didn't want to be associated with it so she then deleted her entire run um but i've i've since learned that that's obviously not a great name to call a segment <laughs> so uh have so rebranded rebranded
0: what have you rebranded it as
1: the bad boy running hill challenge <laughs>
0: if anything if anything is comes up with a really boring name the bad boy running duh, 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 you know that previously there was something <laughs> there was something racist sexist bigoted in there
1: <laughs> but um i have now i've cuz a lot of the segments that i've named i tend to call them um either bad boy running related segments or um things to do with like i've i when i was Traveling around Europe with my previous role, I'd set up interval sessions and just call them the David Hellard Interval Challenge, with the hope that people would go would at some point in their life would see a second one and suddenly think, "What? Wait a minute! I'm sure I saw one when I was in this city." Uh, But I think the challenge now is to try and smuggle as many quality names into Strava segments, and the great thing is. They're unlimited. You can, any route you've run, so you can do the London Marathon. Someone suggested saying every single mile of the London Marathon creating a new camel toe segment. Oh, so really suddenly, nice. however many thousand people have used Strava for the London Marathon have had 26 different it's like, promos of camel it's, toe. It's
0: like you're hijacking people's routes. There's something quite brilliant yeah. about it. All you need to do is get there first, essentially.
1: Yeah, No, you don't don't even need to be there first because someone could have run it previously and it will then retrospectively leaderboard everyone. So sometimes you might get an update saying, if that happens, it says you've lost your crown. And you might not have been the quickest person over that course, but if someone suddenly creates a segment where you have run previously, I think it then updates you to say you've lost your crown at that. And so you could do it on the London Marathon, and thousands of people, I think, would get a message saying you've just lost your crown of <laughs>
0: whatever the phrase is.
1: <laughs> so I think we should come up with some really stupid things. Oh, where I don't um, I
0: haven't I haven't used Strava at all. I have no. I don't really know anything about
1: it. I need to. You've got to run to,
0: first. I need. I really? Do I have to? I
1: don't think so. You don't but, have to. You can go back on previous runs and load them up. Yeah, I'll. um
0: but it sounds it sounds really interesting, oh, there yeah, you could we really have some fun with that
1: yeah, so, so people you've got to, you've got to come up with the most imaginatively named segment, and it's it's got to be in the context of what the route is, so you could do a segment on the Tour de France, for example, <laughs> which could be very humorous in French, or um think of different races that people will be going through different conditions, and there is there must be a fixed route for the the World Triathlon Championships in Hyde Park. So you could create a segment there that you know the World Triathlon Champions are going to go through (laughs) and do some messaging about how we feel about triathletes. Oh, yes. Oh, brilliant. And I don't think this is something that people have really picked up on. On Strava, I've never seen... I'm I'm the only person I know so far that I've, I've seen any segments that are actually interesting in some way rather than just A3 climb or something blatantly related to just where the location is you're not going of... to get
0: the Strava police coming and say that you, you're sorry you can't um
1: yeah I think we will
0: oh, really? I mean, that there the was... aim?
1: yeah I um, know uh, the aim is to get away with it definitely <laughs> wherever possible so um, we also had uh, we had a, a sunglasses offer for the bad boy running groups which some people flagged as spam for some reason <laughs> so uh you were lucky enough to receive that sunglasses special offer. Oh, you're welcome. You're
0: this, welcome. we to do a massive thank you, um, and the massive thank you um, is because um, if you if you go to the uh, into the Bad Boy Running um, Facebook group, if you're not part of the Bad Boy Running Podcast Facebook group, then. Much of what we're talking about probably gone straight over your head because these are the sort of conversations that are going on every week. But if you go to Facebook, search for Bad Boy Running Podcast and apply to join and um, join in the group, there's about 400 of us in there at the moment. Oh, 383! Just uh, 17 more and that's it. We hit 400. So if you you have running friends who are easily offended, get them in the group.
1: (laughs) Just to push us over the 400. They'll leave soon enough. Um, What you could do instead of instead of Facebook raping someone log into the group and then invite all of their friends into the group and they'll think it's the person who's you've logged in as. Now, that is a good way to, uh, to oh, stitch up a, a great, mate. That's
0: a great idea. That's a great idea. <laughs> and it
1: helps the bad boy running community to loads <laughs> yeah, of random
0: people. Exactly. We need, what we need are more people uh, being judgmental and panicky <laughs> about us in the group, really. That's, that's what we need. But, uh, but, yeah, we've got a pin post in there. And basically, on the pin post, um, we've got... Um, because um yeah so the, t- the uh, bad boy running t-shirts and stuff are at the at the printers at the moment getting ready for the people that got them if you didn't have a chance to get them um you can sign up for a little pre-registration list so when we open them up again you'll get first notification of that so go in there and click on that and we've also opened up um uh, donations because we um it costs some amount of money to uh, to run this even though it's I mean, when we say we run this on a shoestring, we really do. I mean, I know it sounds like it, but there is still <laughs> some cost involved. And um, it doesn't matter how many bottles of water that uh, David gets. Unfortunately, our uh, hosting company doesn't really accept bottles of water as, uh, as payment. So, uh, so we opened up for like a few donations. So you can donate for, for various things. And um, we've, got, we've had our first donation from um, the man himself, uh, Nick Jenkins. Who's uh, who's uh, sent us some beer money? Thank you very much. Yeah.
1: What a legend! So the quality of the podcast won't improve.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but we're smiling. but we'll
1: be more oblivious to it.
0: <laughs> yeah, in our minds, the po- quality of the podcast <laughs> has improved for the entirety of that pint, which is good. But thank you very much; it's it's much appreciated.
1: And did you see the the post by uh, Marie Pollitt about the bingo run?
0: Oh, that looks amazing.
1: Brilliant idea. Is, I couldn't figure yes.
0: out where it was, though. I couldn't figure really much out about anything. Can someone else read it and explain it to us? Because I'm struggling to really understand it. So it was, it was a two-mile loop, approximately, I
1: think. So you go out on a lap, and everyone has... You can be a team, or you can run by yourself. Yeah. Everyone has three bingo numbers and their own bingo balls. Bag of bingo balls. That's, that's quite satisfying. So you've got your own bag of bingo balls... And when you do your lap, you're allowed to pull one number out of the bingo ball bag. <laughs> God, this is pretty... Bingo ball bag.
0: Bingo yeah, ball you're, bag. You're, you're a ball bag.
1: <laughs> a bingo ball bag. And if, um, if your number's there, you then... What's the word you'd use? Cross stamp it off? It. What's it when you... you stamp it. You stamp, you stamp it. it. But obviously, the chances of that are pretty limited. So in theory, you could only run six and a bit miles. And then you've, you've finished the uh the bingo run
0: sorry, sorry 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 so you've got you've got your own bag yeah and so you've got you've got to go around and you've got to pull out you try and get your three numbers so it's so it's total luck
1: completely <laughs> oh, you could my end up
0: God, that's amazing
1: i can't remember how many miles how many balls there were in there
0: so you, but it sounded like, like you
1: could six do six miles or
0: over 60 miles <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, it did look as if you could end up running seventy miles and not finishing, if oh. you're really unlucky.
0: Oh, when is it?
1: I I can't remember where or when, because it, it did look like a genius idea, I think it'd be really fun to do as a group, because you never know who's gonna, because someone could take the lead. Who's the, the the likelihood is, the quick team will win
0: well, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's the ultimate leveller.
1: Yeah, and, and actually that was... It's similar to a in, in bit of the concept of a race I wanted to do where I had a plan for a race where you'd run and quite often at junctions you'd have a choice of left or right and you can go either way and you don't know where you're going but one of them would be substantially further than the other and sometimes you might get an entire loop back where you then find yourself back on the course you've already run and you come up to the same junction again. You've got to remember... Which way is the quicker way? And I think that'd be quite fun as well, where if you're really quick, you might be able to blast away and run a few an extra distance and get through. But actually, it's going to be pretty luck-based luck as well. But this one is properly pure luck.
0: Oh, it's good. Oh, I like this. Yeah, oh, yeah it's um, 3rd and 4th of September. 3rd and 4th
1: of September. I've got a feeling that's the same weekend as Mount V Mountain. Oh, it's brutal, of it is. But guys, I think we should get some do baders going along.
0: Twenty-four hours. Oh my goodness.
1: Oh yeah, I like the idea of that. Yeah, oh, be it's a twenty-four hour race. We could do twelve hour, twenty-four hour. It's a twenty-four. Does it say how many balls there are? Thirty. Okay. Oh, so sixty miles is the maximum you can run. Oh man, wow. that's amazing. That's amazing. You could
0: run hundred. 100- so it's a twelve hour cut. Oh, no, it can't be a twelve hour cutoff. What? I don't understand. How can I have a 12-hour cut-off it's a 24-hour race? <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> double the amount for the 24-hour race, but there's a 12-hour cut-off. Oh, so there's double the balls? No, there must be. Surely there must be double the balls. A...
1: So you could run 100, 132 miles. <sighs> cool. That's going to be punchy. And still DNF. Do you could replace you... the balls?
0: No, no. Once you're okay. out, they're out. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's it. You could run 130 miles and DNF because
1: you yeah, we have got the final ball. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, that's oh, wow. Anyway, anyway, let's wrap that up there. That's pretty awesome. So yeah, I think yeah, I think I think that might be one for us to do. Yeah, find, yeah, out, whether, find so. out whether it's
1: um, it's that weekend. The uh... well, man versus mountains, third and fourth. Oh, is it? I'm afraid. Oh no. Yeah, that's a big one in the calendar. It's the only race I've got on my calendar. Other than Man v lakes. It's always man v something. It is man v, man v. bingo. Man v hellard. Man, man v. V. v bingo <laughs>
0: <laughs> You could just you could just use that against anything. Are women not allowed on these races?
1: Um I that's a good point. Yeah, I, they certainly are. But um I guess it's not quite as catchy. Man and, and women be and transgender. <laughs> man and <laughs> women and transgender be like.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. it's
1: not as catchy alright then man
0: um, good to speak well, to you well pleasure as me. always and I'll uh... be
1: uh, carry on being bad the do
0: batters stay bad stay bad see ya bye